This is how I fight my battles. I don't know about you, but I know how I fight my battles. They're like this every morning. Every morning, I'm on my knees, calling on my daddy, who says, I'm here to help you. serve a mighty God and you got to know how to fight and you got to fight on your knees and people may laugh at us and say that is a, a position of weakness but for us it's a position of strength because all our help and strength comes from the Lord and when I am weak he is strong and so I'm not afraid to fight on my knees. Because he says, hey, hey, Pete, you do know, son, the battle is not yours. It's mine. And so I'm with you. And so, oh, it's just a blessing and an honor to be here this morning that the Lord will allow us to see 2022. And to allow us to be in his house on the very first Sunday of the year. And so, uh, brothers and sisters, we have so much to be thankful for. In spite of what has happened the past, what, two, two years or so with a pandemic. And this morning, our, our word comes from Psalms 27. So if you do have a Bible, uh, you can turn to Psalms 27. I'm reading from the Old King James. This title is What's to Fear? What's to Fear? But before we do that, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you this morning to, first of all, we want to say thank you to you for allowing us to see another day. To thank you, Father, for allowing us to see another year. And more important, to thank you that you carried us through the year. You did. You sustained us. You guided us. You kept us. And we, your servants, are here this morning to give you praise and to give you thanks. And to do as you had written in your scriptures. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so, Father, we ask you for your help. May what they hear, Father, is not me, but may they hear what you have given me to say for our benefit. We ask it all in Christ's name so that Christ will be lifted up and magnified and draw lost souls unto himself. We ask you this in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, once again, it is just a blessing. Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a good New Year. Because um, anytime you can get up, it's a good day. <laughs> so, so we thank, uh, and I just want to thank Valley Bible for this opportunity to share a word with my brothers and sisters. And I do want to plug Awanas. If, if you are looking for a place to get planted, 
and to uh, be an instrument in the Lord's hands. I, I, I would encourage you to uh, see Andrea Hazel and, and come help us in Awanas because it is truly a blessing uh, helping those third graders and fourth graders, fifth and sixth, to learn God's word and to see how eager they are to memorize the scriptures. And so, and, and if we don't do it, who's going to teach the next generation? And so if you're looking for uh, a place to feel at home and you want to get plugged in, I would encourage you to be a part of Awanas. But let us begin with uh, our message today, which is coming from Psalms 27, verses 1 through 6, and uh, verses 13 and 14. And I titled this, this message, What's to Fear? What's to Fear? Because in this day, I, I just want you to know, brothers and sisters, I'm not oblivious to what is going around uh, me and what's going on in the world. I know many of us uh, may be worried about our health. Maybe you had, you know, you got a bad diagnosis in 21 and you're worried about 22 uh, for your health. Uh, I know for me, my family, we, we worry a great deal uh, about my mom because she has, you know, a severe case of, of C, C, COPD, uh, really bad. And, um, you know, for my sister and I, that is, you know, always a grave concern. Um, I know this past year in 21, uh, my wife has, she's lost her aunt and uncle who gave her away to me at the wedding 18 years ago. She lost them last year. And then uh, for me and myself, I've had two uncles pass and a cousin all last year. And so I come to you today not oblivious to, uh, to the pain and suffering, to worry, Concerns. Uh, I know that we are facing a so-called pandemic, and uh, as of December 22nd of 21, uh, 2021, there was 53 million cases of COVID, uh, resulting in 834,000 deaths. Now we have the Delta variant, and then now Omicron. The news reported last yesterday. There's 15 million cases in the U.S. And so, yeah, looking on the surface, there's a great deal to so-called worry about and, and panic. But Oswald Chambers once said this, the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. And my brothers and sisters, you know, that seems to characterize us and why are we so full of fear? And more importantly, how do we snap out of it? And I believe the Lord has given us a word today uh, in the book of Psalms in chapter 27, which is an individual psalm of lament of David's. And so 
uh, I want to read to you Psalms 27, verses 1 through 6 and verses uh, 13 and 14. It reads as follows. The Lord. Forgive me. I, I, was, I was hoping to make it through without, without crying and without, but I can already feel my eyes welling up because when I, I read this song, it's, it's, it's hard to get past the first two words because he's been just that good to me. But verse 20, verse 1 says this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. How come, Pete? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What do you want to do? I want to behold his beauty, and I want to inquire and his temple. For in the time of trouble, what does he do for you? He hides me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now mine head shall be lifted up above mine enemies. And I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Therefore, I will also offer in your tabernacle sacrifices of joy. 13 and 14 would say this. I would have fainted and I would have quit unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So brothers and sisters, what shall we do? 14 tells us, 2022, I'm going to wait on the Lord. And I'm going to be of good courage. Why? Because I know he shall strengthen my heart. And so I'm going to wait on the Lord. And as I said, our title today, what's the fear? Excuse me, I'm sorry. 
what's to fear? What's to fear? There's Omicron, I know, but what's to fear? There's COVID, I know, but what's to fear? Inflation is high. We know living in California. What's the fear? We got crazy policies being implemented in our state, but what's the fear? David, as he wrote Psalms 27, makes it clear that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The whole passage is summed up with, the Lord is my source of security, therefore there is no need for me to fear. And so, you may be saying, Brother Knight, that's, that's all good and dandy, that's, that's David. And, and I'm not David, I'm not an Israelite, I'm not Jewish, but, but how can that help me? How can that help me? It helps you and I in three ways. And we're going to talk about those in a few minutes. One is we're relying on the Lord. Secondly, we're relying on the relationship. And then thirdly, we're relying on history. Let's look at David's first point, which is the Lord. One thing about reading your Bible, when you read it, you probably should have a dictionary and a concordance because it does help. Because when you read the word, the Lord, this is the English rendering of God's personal name uh, by which he relates intimately with his people. You'll find in the book and uh, in, in the Bible, uh, this phrase, the Lord means, it will come to pass. His name means, it will come to pass. This is written 727 times in the English translation of the King James Bible. If you don't have that version, other versions have it written 396 times and others have it 452 times written. Why is that important? Uh, Baldwin Brintley said this, because all things that come to us here, they come to pass. The phrase come to pass, which is so well illustrated in Matthew 24, 4 through 6. Um, I won't read all of it, but I can summarize it for you. This It says this, see to it that no one misleads you. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened. Why? For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Jesus makes this comment while he says to his disciples, hey, as they were glorifying and over, the, over the temple, he said, oh, that's going to be destroyed. And immediately they asked him, oh, okay, when is this going to happen? And what would be the sign of your coming? And what would be the sign of the end of the age? Because they were like, oh, this, this glorious temple is going to be destroyed. And it was in 70 AD. It was destroyed. But he told them, he says this, but see to it that no one misleads you. 
Let me teach you how. Well, because there'll be many who come in my name, false Christ. But he says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And yet, but he says, see to it that you're not frightened. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And so you may say, oh, Brother Knight, oh, how does that help us? How does that help us? How does that relate to us? Because when you hear of Omicron, when you hear of COVID, when you hear of high inflation, when you hear of policies that are implemented that don't back our biblical principles, I want you to know this. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be worried because all these things are coming to pass. But the end, as Jesus said, hear me. He says the end is not yet. They may paint a picture that is all gloom and doom, but you got to listen to what our daddy just said. He says the end is not yet. All these things must come to pass. He says don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. The end is not yet. So we can go into 2022 with confidence that yes, we're not ignorant to the fact that yes, that there is uh, omni, Omicron out there. We're not ignorant to the fact of COVID-19. We're not ignorant to the fact of, of high inflation, bad policies implemented in California. We're not oblivious to it. But we're not going to be deceived. The end is not yet. All these things must come to pass. That's who our God is. That's who our Father is. That's who David said, the Lord. It comes to pass. Think about it. Those of us who have children, right? We never thought those potty training years would end, but yet it came to pass. You want, oh, when is, but it came to pass, right? It comes to pass. It's not all, it may seem like it's forever, but it comes to pass. Remember that. Don't be deceived. It comes to pass. That's what the Lord means. It means comes to pass. But not only does the Lord's name means it comes to pass, it also means this, performer of his promises. One thing we love about teaching in Awanas, as I, I can see my brother Jerry, oh, he's back there, he, he, he co-teaches with me, uh, is we teach the students Numbers 23:19, And that says this, the Lord is not, let me get it right, the Lord is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall it not make it good? God does not say stuff that he does not keep. He's a keeper of his promises. David knows that. Because in Psalm 89, uh, verses 29 through 37, we won't read all nine verses, but here's a summary. He says this, So will I establish his descendants forever 
and his throne as the days of heaven. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His descendants shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. Did not God keep that promise in Jesus Christ for David? He's a performer of his promises. Now, you may be, oh, but he didn't do this. No, 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 no. If he said it, he's going to do it. You got to have faith and patience to wait. Because whatever he says, he's a keeper of his word. He would be in debt to no one. So he's a keeper of his promises. So, but not only is he one who brings to pass and he's a keeper of his promises. Do we not know the Lord? It also means this. He will be all that his servants look for. Is that not true? Is he not peace? As it says in Isaiah 9, 6, he's the prince of peace. Has he not given you peace in the midst of your storms? Has he not done that? What about this? Is he not the bread of life? As it says in John 6, 35. Have you ever been, been hungry? And God yet, he, he, he filled your cabinets when you didn't know how, but yet he did because he's the bread of life. Hasn't he been a friend? How many? Right? He's been a friend, as it says in Matthew eleven nineteen. He's a friend. And as the Bible says, is he not a redeemer? As the scriptures, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Have you been redeemed? Is he not a redeemer? Right? He will be all that you look for. Right? Is he not? What about this? Is he not a comforter? Have you been through something and you needed comforting? And when everybody else is left, who's been there? Has he not been your comforter? Right? He's a comforter. John 14, 6, uh, John 14, 16. And as we... Uh, and as I look out, I see my brother, and I just want you to know, Mark, yeah, right? Our father is a comforter, brother. And I know you know that. He's a comforter. Is he not a healer? I know we got people in this church that have had cancer and they've beaten it. Some of you might have had COVID, and you're still here. Is he not a healer? Is he not a healer? Some of you have broken relationships. Has he not healed you? Right? He's a healer. He's a healer. Why? Because that's kind of God he is. In our youth group, uh, I hope Miss, Miss Nason doesn't get upset if I, if I tell this, but uh, when I look at Elijah, I used to refer to him as miracle because if those of you don't know this young kid, I mean, he was born a preemie real preemie. They said he wasn't going to make it. There was no way. But their doctor didn't know that Anna's father was a real doctor. And Elijah, 16 years later, he's still here. Because God is a healer. He's a healer. And he's our advocate, as it says in 1 John 2, 1. He's all that we look for. And so as you go into 2022, know that the Lord is, he will be all 
that you look for if you trust him. If you trust him, he will be all that you look for. So that's why David could be confident when he wrote Psalms 27. He said, the Lord, he's all I know. He's one who brings it to pass. He's a performer of his promises. And he's all that I look for. And so David is confident. Why else is he confident? Why else can you and I be confident? Because not only does the Lord mean he's a performer of his promises. Um, David is relying on a relationship. He's relying on a relationship. Because he says this. He says, the Lord is my light and salvation. He's the strength of my life. My is a personal pronoun. So it's personal for David. He says, the Lord is my light. That is, he's illumination. He clear. I'm a warrior. He gives me, he makes my path clear. He gives me clarity. He helps me with vision. He is my light. I am a warrior. I go into battle. I need clear vision. I need clear purpose. That's what the Lord is. He's not only that, though. When I'm in battle, he's my salvation. He's my deliverance. He's my rescue. So when I'm going into battle, I know he's illumining my word. He's opening my path. He is making it clear. And he's also saying, hey, I'm going to deliver you out of this battle. So as I go in, I know I'm going to be delivered. And then he says, he's my strength. He's my refuge. He's my stronghold. He's an impenetrable fortress. That's what I run to. It's personal for me. He says in Psalms 23, he says, you know what? The Lord is my shepherd. You know what it does? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He anoints my head. He uh, leadeth me. He anoints. He, it's personal. He's mine. But it's not only personal for David. It's personal for the Lord. As we just read in Psalms 89, 29-30, uh, he says, hey, hey, to David, his seed will I make to endure forever. My covenant I will not break. I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever. It's personal for the Lord with David. And it's also personal with the Lord when it comes to us. Hear me well. If you have a Bible, uh, I would highlight Isaiah 41.10. You may say, oh, man, but first of all, it was written, Isaiah wrote it, and he's writing it to Israel. Hey, but the Bible says this. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture is God-breathed and profitable so that the man of God or the woman of God may be equipped for every good work. So if he said it to, to Israel, he's also saying it to us, and here's what he says in Isaiah 41.10. He says, look, listen, listen. He says, listen, Tim. Listen, Emilio. Listen, Tepo. Listen, Holly. Listen, Santino. Dave Robert, listen. Listen, Bobby. Listen. Listen, Manny. Listen. 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 Fear you not. Why shouldn't you fear? Why shouldn't you fear? 
because I'm with you? Oh, does it make a difference? His presence. Right? He said, hey, hey, hey. You don't have to fear. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And not only that, I don't want you to be dismayed. What does dismay mean? He says, I don't want you to be perplexed about what's going on. I don't want you to be perplexed. How come? Because I'm your God. You understand? I'm your God. I'm your Father. He who brings the past. He who keeps his promises. He who will be all that you need me to be. I'm your God. I'm your Father. As you go into 2020, hey, fear not. Fear not. I'm with you. And I'm your God. And guess what? I'm a keeper of my word. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Not only am I going to help you, I'm going to strengthen you throughout the whole ordeal. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to strengthen you. Your enemies may be laughing, but I'm going to strengthen you. And when you can't handle it, and when you can't handle it, and you're ready, and you're ready, you're ready to throw in the towel. I want you to know, Nick. I want you to know, Pastor Tim. I want you to know I'm going to uphold you with my right hand. You ain't going down. You won't go down until I say so. So you fear not. You fear not. You don't be dismayed. Because I'm with you. I'm your God. Not CNN. Not Fox. Not the president. I'm your God. You don't have to fear. I'm with you. I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I'm with you. And that's what David is relied on. On a relationship. Please forgive me. Saying, I'm going to uphold you. Psalms 124 says this. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side, <laughs> when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive. But why didn't it happen? Because the Lord was on our side. And so my brothers and sisters, you don't have to fear. You don't have to be dismayed. Mark uh, 4, 35 to 39 is, is a great passage of encouragement as uh, if you get a chance to read it please do so because you have Jesus telling his disciples let us go to the other side they were wrapping up shop they had done a whole lot of ministry and Jesus was tired and he said hey let us go to the other side so they all got into the boat Jesus went down to the bottom of the boat put his head down on the pillow and he was fast asleep and as you would have it, storms began to come. The rains were going, and the waves were, were hitting the ship so much they were piling in. It was, and the disciples were panicking. What shall we do? So they finally go down and wake Jesus up. And they ask him a crazy question, but yet it's the same question you and I are always asking ourselves. And, this is why I, said, I don't know why the, the disciples get a bad rap because they just like us. 
they ask this crazy question. Careth not that we perish. And Jesus looks at him like, you really didn't ask that question, did you? Do you think I will let you drown? Do you think I who called you for ministry will let you die on these seas? Who you saw me do all kinds of things. Do you really think I don't care about you? And you may be feeling that way. And I'm telling you, he said, hey, 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 look here. I do care. I do care. So much so, watch this. Winds, be quiet. Waves, shut up. And they asked this, what manner of man is this? That even the waves and the winds obey. That's who your daddy is. That's who he is. That's why you don't have to fear. Your daddy is the one who can say to the waves and the winds, peace be still. And they listen immediately. So you go into 2022 and you realize, I know who my daddy is. He is in charge. So I'm not going to let them bake me with fear anymore. My daddy's in charge. He got it all under control. Because all these things have come. They come to do one thing. And they come to pass. And so that's what David is relying on. Not only is he relying on the Lord. Not only is he relying on the relationship that the two of them have. He's relying on history. David has history with the Lord. He says this, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. It wasn't if, it was when. And David was rest assured that, hey, that even in the battle that is facing me right now, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. How come, David? Because I'm looking at my history. I know when they came, they stumbled, and they fell. What history? Hey, I remember in Samuel 16, 12, God selected and anointed me to be the king of Israel. Not only did he do that, in 1634 through 36, he delivered me from a bear and a lion. If that wasn't enough, he delivered, in 1649 through 50, he delivered Goliath into my hands with a sling and a sword and a stone. And then for 13 years, I was on a run for my life from a king I was serving faithfully. And the Lord preserved me. I got history with him. So I know with this present battle, I'm not afraid. Because I got history with him. I got history. And he's going to deliver me. And you may be saying, Brother Knight, hey, that's great for David. What about you? Oh, yes, I got history with the Lord. I got history. Ephesians 1.4 says this. In Christ... That's because he chose you before he laid the foundations of the world. 
If you are in Christ, he chose you before the foundation. And I know he did. And not only does do I know that, I'll never forget when I graduated from, from Notre Dame and, um, and when I got my first teaching job in 97, I was calling Notre Dame to ask for a deferment. Um, my education cost 67000 Then, compared to now, it's like, man, that's a drop in the bucket. But at the time, it was, obviously, it was a good debt. And of that 67, I owed 20. And I remember calling them and saying, hey, I, I want to put my loan in deferment because I'm a, you know, I'm just getting my bills ready. I got a new job. And, and, and then the lady on the phone says, uh, what is it that you do? I said, I'm a school teacher. She said, really? She said, I want to fax these papers over to you and if you can verify, you know, your district and your employment and everything because you don't owe us any more money. I was like, are you serious? He said, yeah. You don't owe us any money. And I knew it was the Lord. Because only you could do that. And I'll never forget uh, 2008 when uh, please forgive me. Uh, I hope they can edit that out. <laughs> um, but in 2008 when the housing market crashed and you know my wife and I we, we lost our home we lost our home uh, our, our first home together we saw it built from the ground up and we lost our home we had to short sell it and even in the short sell Chase came after the 121,000 difference that came after it and, and, and as we had to look for another place, and credit cards, uh, debt amounted to well over uh, 40000 And And it was, you know, I know I was scared and worried. But there was a time when Pastor Phil taught us how to pray and to pray out loud. And, and one verse that he always talked about stuck with me and that was Psalms 5015 which the other Howard he loves to quote too um, but he says yeah you will call upon me in your day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will honor me and I cling to that as the creditors took, took us to court and, and you know they made the case the judge gave me time and, and so forth but I kid you not In three years, the Lord wiped out all our debt. And I could not, I, 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 like I said, yeah. And what he taught me, uh, like, it made me, you know, not only dependent upon him, but it gave me a greater understanding of a lot of the things we say in church. Because a lot of stuff we say and we quote, but we haven't lived it. And it's okay to say amen. But now I can truly say, yeah, yeah, God is good, yeah, and he's good all the right? But, but going through it, it only made me greatly appreciate Psalms 23 when it says, yea, though I walk through the valley 
of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, it gave me a greater, because going through it helped me understand that, yes, he would never leave me nor forsake me. And the only way I could find that out is to be put in a situation where that gets tested. See, it's one thing we can quote Hebrews 13, 5, and say, yeah, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. But when you're in it, and you go through something that amens that, then it really becomes yours. And how would we know, right? You would never know how good he is unless you go through something. Because it's easy to shout if he's just blessing you over and over. That doesn't test your faith. That doesn't stretch your faith. That doesn't cause you to wait. Oh, but when you're in a fire, and you can't get out. Now we find out how good your faith is. And so, and that's what I learned is that he's faithful. In the midst of it, he's faithful. I was in that fire. And my wife and I, yeah, it, it was, yeah, were those three things years of piece of cake? No. No. We had a son born 2010, so that was in the midst of it. But yet, he kept providing. He kept sustaining. He kept doing it. And so he taught me that, hey, I can sustain you. Even in a pandemic, I can sustain you. Because you've been through it, right? You've been through it, right? You've been through that with me. When I first set of finances. So I was like, yeah. So I know you can sustain me now. So I'm not worried. Why? Because I got history with you. And I know you're a keeper of your word. And so I trust you. And so my brothers and sisters, as I draw it to a close, realize this. The Lord, he who will bring it to pass, he's a keeper of his promises. He will be all that you need him to be. It's personal with him when it comes to you. And Keep track of your history with him. When he delivers you, write it down. So that when you hit a rough patch, you can go to your journal and say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to panic. Because when I went through this, he was right there and he delivered me. I got a record of it myself. That's what you do. Because you're going to have tough times. Christ never told us if you accept me as your Lord and Savior, you would never have a problem. He never said you would never get COVID. He never said you get, won't get Omicron. He never says you won't go through inflation. He didn't say any of those things. But he did say this. I'll be with you. And I'll see you through it. So you can rest assured that yes, as brothers and sisters, we're going to have difficult times. But we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God who's a keeper of his word, who brings us to pass, and who would be all that we need him to be. Because that's who he is. And as I close, if you're here this morning and you're like, yeah, that's good, Brother Knight, that's good, but I'm not Jewish, I'm not a Christian, I, 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 don't, I don't 
I don't know the Lord. I don't have a personal relationship with him, and I don't have history with him. And you know what? I got good news for you. Our father, he loves adopting children. He loves it. He loves adopting children into our family. That's all of us got in here. We got adopted. And you know what? We're going to extend that invitation to you. You're more than welcome to be adopted into this family. We don't exclude. No. Well, how do I get that adoption? I'm glad you asked. He simply says this. Repent of your sin. Oh, you use a fancy word. All that simply means is this. Turn from your sin and you turn to him. That's what repentance is. And not only that, you acknowledge that, hey, you know what? I can't save myself. I want to repent, but I can't do it on myself. He's like, I'm glad you understand that because you can't. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And none of us can come to him unless he draws us to himself. And so how do I get that? He says, all you got to do is accept my son, Jesus Christ, as a payment for your sin. That's all you got. Repent, that is turn from your sin. Turn from what you are doing and you turn unto me. And acknowledge, well, I can't do that on my own. That is correct. All you got to do then is accept my provision, which is my son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And I will write you in the Lamb's Book of Life. It is that simple. He says, repent. Acknowledge you've sinned. Turn unto him. But I can't do it on my own. Yeah, that's true. But accept this provision in Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit will come and live in you and enable you to do exactly what he just asked you to do. It's that simple. And if you want to do that, you can repeat these words. God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I have sinned against you. I have done wrong. And I repent of my sins and I'm turning to you. As your servant said, I am turning from my sin and turning unto you. And I'm accepting your son Jesus as a provision for my sin. And I gladly accept your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you honestly did that in your heart and have at home, our Father has written your name in his book. And you now have the Lord who will bring things to pass, who will be a keeper of his word, who will start a relationship with you, who will start history with you, and who will also guide you through 2022. And with that said, brothers and sisters, let us stand. Let us bow in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you, Father, for what you shared with us this morning. Thank you for being who you are. You are one who brings it to pass. You are one who performs your promises. And you are one who would be all that we need you to be. You, you made it personal with us. And 
We have, you've been all that we needed you to be. We thank you for the history. And Father, we ask that you guide us safely home and bring us back next Sunday to, to once again fellowship with brothers and sisters around your word. We love you and thank you, Father, in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.